Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bam, bam, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tau I make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy Never think about the drop, never ever ever think about the drop Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show, 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 show. That's what radio sounded like way back when, when, when. Radio, radio, radio. I think radio is doing podcasts now as well, which is interesting because it's the same old voices. Although I don't, I don't know, I don't listen to radio anymore. Do people still listen to radio? Hmm, I don't know. I know I've been saying that for a while. I haven't listened to radio since 2008, like properly. And I know that sounds like, oh, I'm so cool, but I, I just haven't. Like, oh, it's boring. It's boring. I still listen to Howard Stern. But that's not really radio, you know? Sirius XM, he was the really first um, sort of mainstream guy I know of who kind of took a mainstream show and turned it. Also, there's one Howard Stern, you know? Like, not everyone, just because you're great on the radio translates to podcasting so is that mkt show 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 listen um email me if you want to hear about different topics and maybe I'll, I'll respond to to cool emails you know don't ask me about the existential problems of society i can't solve those but maybe you have sports questions maybe you have questions about being a single guy in this world and even if i'm not right i will try and have an opinion because I'm not in the business of being right and wrong. Um, I think we're way past that in our society. I'm in the opinion business. So I like to have an opinion, a strong one at that. So email me mkt at the mkt show. Otherwise, slide in the DMs. The DMs are wide open. Uh, the mkt show or mkt inspires. I'm generally on Instagram. I mean, I'm quite active on Twitter, but I don't really check the, the DMs there. But go ahead and hit me up in the DMs on Instagram. Otherwise, MKT at the MKTshow.com. And also, leave a review of the podcast. Even if you hate it, just leave a review. You don't have to like this show. You came across it by mistake because you know what happens with podcasts. There's probably someone who said, oh, there's a podcast you have to check. He's really funny and he has a very different take from everyone. Because I do really for Africa, you know. Most people in Africa don't really have an opinion they just do classic kind of radio, what you're supposed to sound like as a broadcaster, uh, which is why I don't really listen to anything on this continent. Um, but yeah, I've got an opinion, strong opinion, and I'm as good as it gets, whether you like it or not. So leave a review on the podcast, even if you're that person who somebody said, oh, you have to listen to this podcast. I think he's a white guy, but I think he might be a black guy because his name's Mbolel Tinder. Can't tell her with his accent. But anyway, listen to it. And now you've been forced to listen to a podcast, which maybe you don't even like football. Maybe you don't like my voice. Maybe you don't like me. Maybe you know me from back in the day. And you're like, that guy's a terrible human. Don't worry about it. Leave a negative review. Do it. Go ahead and do it. And if you like the show, leave five stars, obviously. You know what I mean? Five stars or nothing. 
So wherever you listen to your podcast, give us a review. Write, I like this show or whatever. You know, leave a review. The algorithm, I've been doing some reading. It does help uh, no matter what platform you are on. So leave a review, of course, Spotify, Pocket Cast, if you use an Android phone, Pocket Cast is the best platform for user experience, if you want to know. It's a little bit tricky to get used to, but once you get into Pocket Cast, it's easily the best way to navigate your podcast needs. And I don't work for them. They don't have an association with the show. I've never met them. I'd imagine they're in America or somewhere ambitious. I live in South Africa, but objectively speaking, I've tried all the platforms. The Apple one's disgusting. Don't even go near that. Do not use anyone who uses Apple Music has problems. Do you know, if you're in a relationship with somebody who uses Apple Podcasts, leave them immediately because they can't even love themselves. There is no way they're going to love you long term. It is a horrendous platform. User experience, horrendous. Zero out of 10. Um, Spotify, not bad. Getting better. I would say Spotify is getting better, I have to admit. And also somebody sent me a message saying, why don't you put the timestamps? Just listen to the show. Like I know that's like a very cool thing to whatever. I just want to come and listen for the cricket opinion or whatever. Just listen to the show. I'm not putting timestamps. Listen to the show. Have a laugh. You know what I mean? Most of the show. I'm not, I made a decision a long time ago not to be heavily analytical so that it could be a conversational show. Now, I'm showing you behind the curtain. Shouldn't show, you know, the public behind the curtain of the creative process or whatever nonsense artists that are up their own backside say. But I have to be honest, I like sport. I love sport, actually. It is my life. Outside of my family, football is the most important thing to me. So I do like people to get in the mix because I think it's nice to uh, sort of socialize around sport. So email me, MKT at the MKT show. I'll do like um, something that I really like on podcasts is like mailbags where so where people ask, ask me anything. If you're a single lady and you're wondering, hey, what are, what's a middle class guy looking for? Put that in the DMs, slide in the DMs. Like you might be some great lady who's got a great job, no kids, relatively stable because most of us are uh, listen i'm 36 now about to turn 37 most of us are carrying a little bit of baggage at this age if you're still single you're probably not like massively scarred yet you know so if you're like between 28 and 35 or, or whatever age actually who cares relationships people are people 50 28 whatever and you're a single lady out there and by the way, this is not because I'm like men can't date men or women can't date women, but I'm heterosexual. I cannot give you advice if you're a lady looking for a lady because I don't know what lesbian ladies are looking for or gay guys are looking for. So I don't want to be that guy now. Why am I giving gay guys advice? I have no idea what that community looks for in a partner. So I want to keep it real, you know what I mean? So if you're a heterosexual person, you might be a lady going, it's just so hard for a girl out here to date in 2023. Hey, let's take some responsibility. Happy to answer those questions. I love those questions. And I will have a strong opinion, by the way. And I won't mention your name if you don't want it. But happy to hand out that sort of advice. If you want to ask about sport. Uh, I used to play professional football. So I'm also happy to talk about what's that world really like. I, I've met a lot of the guys you watch on TV. Um, I work in the space now. So I know a lot of famous people now. Well, I've known a lot of famous people for forever. So I can answer movie i used to work at cape town studios 
for a little bit. So I know a couple of people there um, or in and around that space. You know, I used to uh, chaperone <laughs> movie stars for a bit. It was a hilarious job in Cape Town. So yeah, um, ask me anything. I've lived in a few countries, so maybe, you, maybe you've got travel questions. Anyway, this has been a super long intro. It's probably scripted intro. Absolutely not. Not scripting an intro. Don't believe in scripts. Those belong in the bin. If you can't talk, don't have a podcast. All right. MKT Shop. Let's get into it, shall we? Uh, what am I talking about today? Uh, two topics. Antonio Conte. I mean, wow. Yowzers. Wowzers. If you didn't see that press conference, go to Twitter and just go and look at the one and a half minute clip of his opinion on Tottenham. And if you've been listening to the show for the last two years, I I will tell you why I knew it was coming. I said it when Conte came when they left Mourinho, but I'll tell you uh, my thoughts on that. I will tell you my thoughts on that. It's It's a disease in society now, actually. It's a Hollywood infused disease on society, Conte versus Spurs. But we'll address that now. And then Kylian Mbappe against Erling Haaland. Listen, Ronaldo and Messi are done. I think being at the top. Um, and it's now time for the next guy. And I've argued for one of these. And I think the last eight, 18 months has made my case. And I don't think it's close, quite frankly. But we'll get into that. Mbappe or Haaland, who do you take? Who is the next face of football? Who's the best player in the world, quite frankly? Who is the best player in the world? Remember to like, share, subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend. The MKT Show on all social media platforms. I am MKT Inspires on the socials, y'all. On the socials. So, yeah, going to get into it. Oh, oh people asked me. So I, I did get an email, a cool one from uh, Tabo Party about Man United. Uh, very, very cool. I enjoyed that email. He thinks United are back and possibly have a, a good outlook if they get bought by the right people. But somebody asked me, hey, what's happened to your running? I'll tell you what's happened to my running. Nothing. I'm training, or I, I'm running, uh, not training as hard as I was last year, but I'm starting to crank it up now. And I now have a, a measuring tool uh, for you sickos out there. I'm talking about something which I can strap on my wrist and run around and it will measure the time in which I ran in. The, the reason why I was more active on Strava a couple of years ago was my cell phone was small enough to put in my running bag. I recently got a new cell phone, which is the nicest cell phone on the market. I've never had a nice cell phone, but I was, I was sick and tired of lag and storage space, and I just went and bought the nicest phone in the market. Reasonable, reasonably priced contra- uh, contract. I'm not a baller, so it, it is very nice for me to have a nice phone. I've never had a nice cell phone in my whole life. I always had, had um, hand-me-downs. Uh, from here, there, the other, dad, mom, whatever. And now I have a nice cell phone for the very first time in my life. Maybe since like 2005, six, but there weren't nice cell phones then. So this cell phone's too big to put in a bag. It's just ridiculous. So when I run now, I run with no measuring tool or apparatus to measure. But now I'm back. You'll start to see me putting stuff on Strava again. So shout out to uh, three or four people who've been asking. The running's going good. I am still slim and relatively fit. I'm not as fit as I was or wanted to be this year. I do want to run 100 mile and 100k this year. So that's in the goals. I've put it out there. It will happen. I will certainly run 100k and 100 miler 
in this year, maybe another one, ideally overseas. And overseas is not in Africa. Or maybe in Africa, who knows? Maybe maybe on the continent, but higher up. We'll see how that goes. But definitely 100K and 100 miler, and I'm ticking along okay, okay, okay. Probably need to get back in the gym. I am losing a bit of muscle and strength in the legs. Not good. All right, bloody hell. It's been a 10-minute intro about nothing. Let's get into it. Conte and Spurs. So, you know how there's this Hollywood nonsense, right? And, shocker, I'm single, but opposites attract is all I ever hear. Opposites attract, and it's so beautiful, and it's going to work out just because you love each other. I've had uh, two friends give me some solid advice. Number one, love is not enough. But opposite, opposites attract, but our similarities keep us together. And the few successful marriages I know that have lasted, they share a philosophy because generally speaking, not always, but generally speaking, your philosophy determines your outcome. And philosophy is a broad word, but it generally is what is the root of your thinking? And naturally, we can go to natural conclusions from the roots of anything. Your philosophy will always dictate your outcome. Always-ish. 99.9% of the time, if your philosophy is good and you stick to it and you stick to your uh, sort of ethos, etc. And, and across the board, you generally have good outcomes. Those are the few successful marriages I know where the people are actually similar. Not, uh, not Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks nonsense. It's rubbish. Stop it. Opposites attract. Similarities keep us together. Also, there's like a culture thing now, right? Like divorce is on the rise. Divorce is on the rise. And I've always said this. Nines shouldn't date sixes. If you're a nine, you shouldn't date a six. A lot of dudes out here, a lot of ladies out here, burning their credit card, pretending they got money and they're ballers, and they think that's going to make them a nine. If you're a horrible person, and you don't believe in family and all the stuff that's important for human beings, and you're a six. Sorry. Nines shouldn't date sixes. And in this case, I'm just talking about looks, though. And here's the thing. I know everybody now hates good-looking people because of PC culture, right? But good-looking people should be demanding. You know why? Because they've got options. One of the things that I'm realistic about is that I'm not the best-looking guy. I'm somewhere between a four and a six, depending on what skin product I'm using at the time. I don't really use skin products. I use face wash. That's the only skin product I use. It's the only thing that makes it on my face. But I've never been, like, a good-looking guy. <laughs> and I'm quite funny. So I'd say I, I max out at, like, a seven and a half because of the humor. And like, And that is me being kind on the best day when the face wash has landed perfectly and the moisturizing cream is making me clean and I'm probably wearing sunglasses. Seven out of ten. Seven and a half out of ten. And maybe if I get rich one day, I max out at like an eight and a half. I, I had two girlfriends that were a nine. I've spoken about them before. I've had lots of feedback about that. I'm not going to show you the pictures of my ex-girlfriends. It's not happening. But they were nines for me. And I was like, a, maybe a seven at the time. Maybe. I had a little bit of money as well. But good looking people should be demanding because they've got options. 
One of the things about being good looking, which I've never really understood, is having options. Spurs are like that nerd who blooms late. I don't know if you know this guy, 33, 34 years old, he's in tech and he starts to get a promotion and now he's driving a convertible and he gets a model because he's got money now, but he still looks like he looks. He still looks like he looks, let's be real. And what happens generally? Because let me explain to you why nines have to date nines. The gap between a nine and a six is the amount of tension that you're bringing into the relationship on top of real tension that relationships have. So if you're a nine and she's, or she's a nine, you're a six, the tension score you are choosing to bring into the relationship is a three. Relationships start off at an eight out of 10 complexity. So you're already at an 11 out of 10 for complexity if you're looking for that gap. The tension between what you are and what she is, is that number, right? So if she's a nine, you're a six, you're adding a, a quotient of three to the relationship. You don't believe me? Listen, man. Gareth Bale, Kyle Walker, Luka Modric, Jose Mourinho, and now Antonio Conte were what? Demanding. And you know what they had to do to get their demands met? Like good-looking people do. They had to leave. They had to leave. They had to leave. Listen, sixes should date sixes. Keep it real, fellas. I'm talking to just dudes, yeah? Because I'm a dude. I've, listen, I've been with models before. It's not all it's cut out to be. Trust me. You don't have to trust me on a lot, but trust me on this one. It's not all it's cut out to be. It's a lot. They're a lot. And for some people, it's worth it, just so people can say... And listen, as a dude, it's nice. Arm candy, I get it. I get it. It's cool for like a month, maybe two, depending how really good looking she is. If she's like good looking for a model, you know, there's like good looking people for normal society. And then there's someone whose job it is to be good looking. And even in those circles, they're good looking. I get it. But sixes, sixes should date sixes. Harry Redknapp and Potch were perfect for Spurs. Because Spurs is a six. Spurs is a six. But when you're together, I'd say you add at least a two and a half point quotient as well. You put a number on there together, you may you see the best in each other. And, you know, a six can be an eight. And the other six turns into an eight. When you're together and you're just as demanding as the other person. A six and a six. How do I know this? Um, Spurs have been to a Champions League and two League Cup finals with Harry Redknapp and Pochettino. It's perfect. Those managers are the same. They feel lucky to be with Spurs. They're like, oh my goodness, I can work with the young players and whatever Daniel Levy says, I'll do it. This is the greatest job in the world. Don't believe me? What's happened since Poch left? PSG. Poch is a six, dating a nine. Can't happen. Can't happen. Listen, Antonio Conte is perfectly within his rights to be this demanding. He's a nine. He's the supermodel. He's a supermodel manager. Listen, folks, if I was good looking and I had options, I would be demanding too. And you should be. You should be looking to bend the world to your wills. And listen, the reality is be who you can afford to be. You know what I mean? 
If I was good looking, if I was a premium product, Antonio Conte is one of five top managers in the world. It's not on him for being upset yesterday. It's not on him for calling Tottenham out. And let me tell you the one thing I'm, I've recognized about relationships and when I know it's over. I once heard Colin Cowherd, uh, who's my broadcast idol, certainly in the sports space, put it this way. And I, I totally agree and I've seen this. In a couple, look out for it. You know when you know it's over. When he or she starts going, or rolling their eyes in public at everything the partner says. Right? Once your partner starts to roll her eyes and cut you off in public, I don't care if you fight behind closed doors. Relationships are complicated. People are complicated. But when she starts to do, oh my word, this guy, oh, this story again, it's over. She starts to disrespect you in public. He starts to disrespect you in public and roll eyes in public. Then I know. <laughs> TikTok. And here's why I'm on Conte's side, right? I've always had this rule. I will never change it. I have a rule in relationships and it's applicable across the board. I will always forgive two divorces because I think, I think three is a reasonable number. Listen, first divorce, she was crazy. You guys were too young. You got married too young. I get it. We all make mistakes. Who are these perfect people outside of uh, the politically correct police on Twitter? No one's perfect. Second divorce, all right, you went in, you had scars, she had scars. Maybe you had two kids that you were carrying into and your ex is crazy and she's getting involved in the relationship, blah, blah, blah. I forgive it. Third divorce, that's a you problem. Listen, Jose Mourinho, Antonio Conte, I can forgive. What happened with Poch? He was perfect and you still got rid of him. So three guys now in a row. And I have to say it's the managers. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And here's the thing about the world, by the way. The more you like married guy out of it, married guy out of it, people talk. Oh, what's wrong with him? Why is he always getting divorced? Doesn't he have like three kids with four women? Or is that, that's not possible, is it? Or like four kids with three women or, or whatever it is. People talk. This is football. Do you think Thomas Tuchel has not been on the phone to Jose Mourinho? Because people are saying, oh, just put Tuchel in. Now, if people think Antonio Conte and Jose Mourinho were demanding. <laughs> oh boy, I'm a Chelsea fan. Thomas Tuchel's a whole nother level. Listen, he wore out Dortmund, he wore out PSG, and he wore out Chelsea. What do you think he would do to Tottenham, its fan base, and most importantly, Daniel Levy? It would be a nightmare. It would be a nightmare. Let me finish off on this. Sixes should date sixes. Spurs were never being realistic going after Mourinho. They were never being realistic going after Antonio Conte. Spurs should move on at the end of the year. Don't move on now. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. Spurs should move on. And the correct person, there's only one person who's fit for this job. Because you've messed it up so much, both sides just need to cool off a bit. Spurs need to cool off. Daniel Levy needs to take some time off and look at himself and, and maybe just look at the model. Because I think the model at Spurs has been wrong forever. I told you what the model is. If you, don't, if you don't believe me, I've been saying it for three years and all the clubs that are doing it are the most successful. 
go and listen to last week's podcast. I've told you what the perfect model is in football. I'm not going to say it again. I'll probably say it again in other shows. If you want to hear what I think the model should be for football, go and listen to the previous show from last week. Spurs should move on. The perfect person is Rafael Benitez. Because you know why Raf is perfect? He doesn't squabble. And he's he's one of the most tactically flexible managers I've ever seen. It worked at Valencia. It worked at Liverpool. Two sort of BC-level clubs. I know Liverpool fans think they're the greatest. You're not. You've won one title in 30 years. You're a small club that really had an incredible last five, six years. But in Premier League terms, Liverpool are a mid-table club. You know what the life rule is? Is You are not your best year. You're not your worst year. You are the average of everything else that you do. And the average of Liverpool is a top six club, right? They're not, they've won one title in 30 years. They've won one Premier League title. Please spare me with the PR. Liverpool are a mid-sized club in terms of reputation and expectations. And if you have bigger expectations than that, you're like 95 years old because they were good in the 80s. And they've been good for 15 minutes. So Valencia and Liverpool work because Rafa is tactically flexible and he's, and he's not a demanding person. I've just dropped a water bottle. There's one correct move. Move on to Rafa Benitez. He's the, he's the ultimate six of managers. Put a six with a six, they become an eight. They start to believe in each other. Good family people, you know. Maybe they start doing those couple workouts together and they go from a six to a six and a half and a seven together and they grow and they start to go on yoga courses. A six will help a six grow because people don't do well under stress. They just don't. Conte's too demanding and Tottenham do not deserve him. He's not the problem. <laughs> In the famous words of Giorgio Chiellini, this is the Tottenham story. This is the Tottenham story. It cannot be three managers' fault. Three, you know, listen, it can't be Mourinho and Conte's problem. At some stage, we have to say, Tottenham, what's cooking? The model's wrong, and you've stopped going for top-end managers. They're going to be too demanding, and you cannot afford the players that they need to put stress on. Let me give you a quick science lesson as to what's happening right now at Spurs. So in biology, right? So before people go, oh my God, what does he know about that? I did study two years of genetics. Do you have a chemistry degree? So I do know what I'm talking about a little bit in this case. But anyway, in, um, in science, but in biology in particular, there's a thought process called Ashby's Principle of Requisite Variety. And I'm not as smart as I sound. It's quite a simple thing, actually. But what Ashby proposes is that an organism must be at least as complicated as its environment in order to be able to survive. So if you live in the sea, it's quite a simple environment, right? You can just be like an amoeba or a starfish. Those are, they're quite simple organisms, you know? But if you live in the world and you're a human being, you know, You've got to have this near-cortex ratio, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to bore you about that. But anyway, you've got to be quite complicated to survive in the world. Right? Ashby's principle 
of requisite variety. And why I say that is that you need top-level players to do top-level things. The reason people are under stress, when you're under stress, is because you don't feel in control. It's when there are demands on you that are beyond your skill set. That's the only time stress kicks in in life. And I know there's, like, it's quite cool to say, I eat stress for breakfast. Nobody does. Nobody can function under stress. It doesn't matter who you are. It's been proven scientifically. If you are under stress, and stress is only when you're environment, in environments beyond your capability, it is when you don't feel in control. And there are demands being placed upon you that are beyond your capabilities. Antonio Conte is putting stress that is beyond Tottenham's players and, and Tottenham's board and Tottenham's ownership. He's putting stress on the organization. And nobody can be functional when they're stressed. This was always going to be a disaster. A nine and a six should never date. Not because I don't think it's a nice Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks story. Because it never works. Supermodel has supermodel demands. I don't care if you're a nerd with a billion dollars. Like you're still a nerd with a billion dollars. And you're still a nerd. And she still needs cool friends. And wants to go hiking. And wants to have adventures. You're still a nerd. Sorry. If you're not that guy, you're not that guy. Some people are just not that guy. I'm sorry. I, I know, it's 2023. People are people. No, they are not. There are some people who are that dude. Some people are not that dude. If you're a nine, you're a nine. There, there's alpha dogs out there. What must I tell you? Rafa is perfect. He'd be happy for the job. They'd like him. He'd make players like uh, Dyer, Eric Dyer, feel like they're bloody Maldini. He's great at that. I mean, he made Jamie Carragher look half decent. He won trophies with Dietmar Hamann. Luis Garcia. These are some of these mediocre players that he took to maybe the greatest Champions League final win of all time. Keep that in mind. A six and a six can make each other an eight. Rafa Benidev. He's the right answer. Love to know what you think. MKT at the MKT show. What do you think? Like, I don't know what to tell you. He's the perfect guy. Because I view Tottenham... And Liverpool is the same club, right? I do. Like, forget about the Champions League stuff in Istanbul. I, I care about the Premier League. They're about the same thing. Top six, top seven. Go and average it out over 25 seasons or whatever. They're the same club. Rafa would be perfect. He'd uplift all these rubbish players that Spurs have. Because that's what they've got. If you want to be top four and for real, in fact, if you want to win, you need six or seven. You need to get rid of six or seven and then get six or seven in. Sixes should date sixes, dude. It is what it is. Rafa Benidev. Medium club. He's overachieved every time. He is perfect. He is perfect. He is the nerd guy who makes all his money and then the girl that he's always loved... And she didn't think he liked them when they were younger and they were being family friends and they all know each other and they can just get married and it can be perfect and both families know each other and they'll just live in the picket house fence. It'll be awesome. No one's demanding anything of anybody. Nobody wants to go on hiking trips to Argentina and snowboarding trips in France. We can just go to the beach. We've both got beach houses. Our families know each other. I like dogs. You like dogs. You know what I mean? We'll have carrots. We'll have the same three meals every week. We'll have two kids and they'll go to UCT or they'll move to Australia or whatever when we turn 18. And they'll 
go and work on the boat cruises, whatever nonsense happens, and we'll live our life out. Do it like that. Similarities keep us together. Opposites attract, similarities keep us together. Rafa Benitez. MKT at the MKT Show. Otherwise, it is the MKT Show or MKT Inspire. Slide in the DMs. Rafa Benitez. That's the right guy for Spurs. All right. Listen, if you live in Spain, I'm going to be in Madrid at the end of the month. Hit me up. I'll be in Madrid, I think, from the 28th of March, 2023. If you live in Spain, hit me up and grab a coffee. Show me the good coffee spots. Definitely bring my own coffee to Spain as well. Been to Europe. Absolute toilet. Listen, the Italians think they have coffee culture, right? If you have had Italian coffee before, honestly speaking, I've been to Italy quite a few times, especially on ski trips. Italian coffee, it might as well be toilet water in Africa or South America, by the way. I know they think they've got the cafe culture. And that, that's true. They, do, they make great bread and cheese. And, and I prefer Italian cuisine to, to French cuisine. It's a different uh, show. That's for a different show. But the coffee is dog show. And if you're in, an Italian listening to this, I will send you coffee. That's proper. Specialty roasted. Africa and South America have the only coffee you should be drinking, by the way. And I was in America last year. And they, they gave me... Listen, I had some of the best coffee in America last year. Dog show. Dog show. South America, Africa. It's the only place that you should be drinking. And I've been... Listen, my mom lived in Saudi Arabia. Arabic people will tell you, no, no, no. We make the best coffee. I've been... Listen, <laughs> I have been... I've been to that part of the world. Your coffee's dog show as well. So if you're in Spain, take me to a place where they have South American or African coffee or properly specialty roasted coffee. I'm not drinking some of the European nonsense. Listen, Europe has some of the worst food in the world, don't they? And uh, I was with a Spanish guy the other day and he, he was he was like, Spanish food is better than South African food. I, like it was a business engagement, so I couldn't really say anything. I'm like this guy. I mean, luckily, he's a good sport, and I could give him a hard time. But Europeans and diet, are you kidding me? Like, the French, maybe stop putting so much cream in your food. Maybe that's why they talk like this. I don't know if that was a French accent, but you know the accent they've got. Maybe they're trying to lick the top of their lips because everything's so ridiculously creamy. Just make your food fresh, like Africans and South Americans. Unbelievable. Anyway, end of the month, I'm in Spain. Madrid, I'm, I'm specifically in Madrid. So if you're in Madrid, we can hang out. I'm not coming to visit you. Like, we're not dating. If you're in Madrid, and we can link it up, do a link-up thing and that. In Madrid, I'll do it. I'm not coming to visit anyone to, to like, feel a South African experience. Forget it. I have 60 million South Africans that live here. But if you're in Madrid, let's link it up. Let's have a drink, you know what I mean? I don't drink, but... I'll have a soft drink or whatever, or a still water. Sparkling water, another disaster of society. But anyway, this is not a cuisine show. Rafa Benitez, MKT Show. MKT Inspires on, on uh, the socials. Slide in the DMs. Let me know what you want to hear about. What do you think of Rafa? What do you think of food? Like, Listen, that's another topic I love. I love food. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Food and coffee. I could talk all day. Strong opinions there as well. Slide in the DMs. Maybe you want to travel. It's another thing I do. So when I travel, I have a rule. 
right? And maybe you're starting to make a little bit of money now and you can afford to travel a little bit. One of the most important things you can do for yourself is find a decent restaurant that doesn't cost a fortune if you're traveling for the first time, especially if you're on your own. And let me tell you how you do it. It's not my invention. I, I learned this from another super traveler is find a place and just order a hamburger. Plain hamburger, no cheese, no nonsense. Because if you can't mess up a hamburger, the rest of the menu will be fine. You know what I mean? If you can do just a regular hamburger, pretty good indicator of what's uh, to come. All right, let's move on to the second subject. I want to finish off on this. Kylian Mbappe. Out of the Champions League again. Again. So people tell me Mbappe is better than Haaland. Um, I don't get it. Because I don't think it's close. Like, I, I don't see what the fascination is. I've seen Mbappe before. I think Mbappe plays with a version of himself that is Neymar. I think Mbappe is Neymar. With better PR. I do. I do. I don't think he's that much better than Neymar at all. But before I get into that, let, let me start like this. You know what I've learned about people and myself over the 36 years of my life? Is that we are terrible at making important choices. Especially in 2023, because we make our choices based on what's popular and fun over what's actually good for us. And functional. Fun over functional, right? We live in that society. Like, oh my, I just feel... Like, why'd you marry him? Well, it just felt like the right decision. Oh, did you maybe ask him what, how he spends money? What he thinks about family? No, no, no. We were in love. It just felt right. And, and you know how I know we're bad as human beings at making really, really important decisions? Obesity and anxiety are on the rise. Those stem from really bad decisions. Th those two are related. Listen, it it's a sensitive topic, I guess, but my mother works, my mother's a psychiatrist, right? Less than 3% of the world are clinically depressed. My mom's worked around the world in this industry. She's done industry-leading work globally. Like, we live in a bit of a soft society right now. And I know, I know it's sensitive. I'm not... If, you, if you've got anxiety, I'm not saying you're not an anxious person. Like, I'm fortunate that I don't have an anxious personality or have not been diagnosed with any of those. But what I'm saying is we are making decisions that are making us more anxious as well. Now, some people obviously predisposed to it. But the obesity one, we're just choosing to be obese. Like, it's ridiculous. The thyroid thing, guys, my mom's a medical professional. Again, I've asked her about this over and over. She says it's nonsense. Again, single percentile thyroid problems and now we've got medicine that can deal with thyroid problems hypo or hyper and we can it's like the common cold now please we can treat the thyroid thing stop giving me that but we make bad decisions we do human beings are bad at making important decisions hey the more important decision the, the decision the worse we are who do we marry how do we spend our money where do we live and why What do I do on the weekend? Who do I do it with? We're bad at making these decisions. And I see it around me all the time. I like to think I make... I've made two really bad career decisions recently. Like two really bad ones. 
but I'm quite good at moving off mistakes because I'm not a very emotional person. I'm quite good and at uh, moving off. I'm very good at that actually. I'm I'm not emotional. I I'm I'm like my father in this sense. I don't get caught up in making mistakes and feeling like, oh, I've got like this ego thing to prove it. I've got a big ego, but I'm quite good at self-preservation. Like I've made two really bad career decisions recently and I've moved off one and soon I'll move off the other. But people feel so invested in bad decisions, man. And I can see it, obesity, anxiety, because people don't have emotional discipline. And if you're listening to this, it's not a direct attack on you. It's, it's obviously more complicated than that. I'm not a politician. I'm not going to propose simple answers to complicated things. But the simple truth is that human beings at large in 2023 are awful at important decisions because people prefer tequila and ice cream. And I do. I would, too. Tequila and ice cream are much nicer than chicken and veg, aren't they? Because the one's more exciting. Tequila and ice cream are much nicer than chicken and veg. Oh, they make me feel way better. I'd rather have tequila and ice cream as well, but I don't because <laughs> I'm trying to make better decisions in life. The one is empty carbs and leaves you with hangovers and a belly. And the other just has boring old nutrients. Chicken and veg, boring old nutrients. The other, oh, I'd like all the things are possible there. Tequila and ice cream. Are you kidding me? Tequila leads to the best nights. Ice cream. I like it. But I always say just because it's good doesn't mean it's good for you. Don't mistake those two. But I really enjoyed it. Yes, but was it good? Shouldn't have put a holiday on your credit card. (laughs) Don't do it. Yes, but I just needed a break. No, you didn't. You didn't need a break that much to cripple yourself to put 2,000 euros 20,000 rand on your credit card. I say I say this to say that. Like, Kylian Mbappe is the tequila and ice cream of football. I get it, the dancing feet. In. But because that's more popular than chicken and veg every day, and more exciting, you see Mbappe dancing, curling a top corner. We've made the mistake. It's a false correlation. He, but he's won a World Cup. First of all, he was the third most important player on that team. Antoine Griezmann, Blaise Matuidi, and then Kylian Mbappe. Go argue with your uncle, blood. If you don't think that was the order of importance of players in that team, you're done. It was Antoine Griezmann, Blaise Matuidi, and then Kylian Mbappe. And there's also another thing, right? There's also brilliant marketing from FIFA. The World Cup is no longer the pinnacle of football. It was, I would say, up until 1994, maybe 1998. And then the Galacticos came, and then football changed forever, and then Roman Abramovich came, and then it really changed forever. Here is the order. This is the correct order of what the most difficult tournaments in the world are. The Premier League, the Champions League, and then maybe the World Cup. I don't know if the World Cup is stronger than La Liga. I'll let you decide. But the correct order is Premier League is the hardest tournament in the world. The Champions League is second. And the World Cup's third. Listen, Erling Haaland's so much better than Mbappe to me. It's hysterical. I'm just talking at football. 
And I know now we live in an XG world and everyone thinks they're a bloody statistician. I did stats for three years. You're not going to tell me about stats. I know how it works. But we'll do the stats thing. Um, Erling Haaland has 28 goals in 26 appearances in his first season in the English Premier League. People say, yeah, but okay, he's playing at this and that. Okay, fine. In the Bundesliga, his last three seasons looked like this. 22 goals in 24 games, 27 in 28, and 13 in 15. That was at Borussia Dortmund. So that wasn't at Bayern Munich, by the way. That wasn't at Bayern Munich. Kylian Mbappe's best season in Ligue 1, which has been a one-team league since PSG, since he moved in 2018-19 to PSG, 33 in 29. That's in League E. That's with Thiago Silva, that's with Neymar, that's with Dani Alves, that's with Di Maria, that's with Verratti, that's with Cavani. So he has no excuses for fatigue and chances created. Are you kidding me? They built the team for him around those superstars and nobody else exists in that league. Lille, that one season, first of all, that's just horrendous by PSG to lose to Lille in that season. Kylian Mbappe's best season is 33-29 and 29 in Ligue 1. Are you kidding me? Erling Haaland has 28 goals in 26 games in the Premier League. He scored 5 goals in the Champions League against RB Leipzig, who are a handful. It's not close. Like, I... I the stats aren't close. I've just let you know that the stats aren't close. In Mbappe's best season, it's not close to what Haaland is. But the other thing is this. I've always said this to people, you know. My, my friendship circle is really small, and I don't think I'm cool. It's just that I look for two things in human beings now that I'm older. Don't need to be exciting. You don't need to... I'm only looking for two features in human beings that I want around me that I want to build businesses with and, and relationships with. Available and reliable. There's one more thing, actually, but those are the two most important things. That other thing is be low maintenance. I don't like drama. Not in my life, not having it. Mbappe's a bit of drama. He is a bit of drama. But the greatest ability is availability and reliability. When Kylian Mbappe U-turned on Real Madrid, I thought, oh boy. And then I heard his mom's his agent. And then I thought, oh boy, again. He had his mom representing him. Whatever happened with the PSG deal, listen, Erling Haaland had a Premier League father, right? And he comes from the first world. I don't know. He grew up relatively wealthy. He lives in Norway, probably the best country to grow up in if you're a child. I would imagine. I don't know. I've never been to Norway. But it is repeatedly Europe's richest nation. And they have like 15 people. So they've got enough money to go around all that oil. But one of the things about Kylian Mbappe was that behavior when he had signed with Real Madrid. And then he changed his mind. And it was a mess. Let's me know that I can't rely on this person. They're capable of anything. I'm sorry. He's capable of anything. And I can't have that if I'm a big corporate organization. And if I'm a football team. No wonder PSG are like they are. He's the drama. I used to think Neymar was the problem. Until that very moment. 
It's like, oh my goodness. So this is the guy getting Tuchel and Ancelotti and all these guys fired. I didn't like that. I did not like the Real Madrid thing. It let me, it gave me an insight into what I'm dealing with here. I tell people this all the time. Football clubs, corporates, they don't pay you because you're talented. I'm just talking about sport now. They pay you to be uniquely mature. It was weird, right? Like the president of France got involved in the move to make him stay. Like, why is that happening? Isn't that the whole thing? Keep politics and sport apart? So something's going on with the Kylian Mbappe situation that I think will be revealed in some Netflix documentary in like 15 years time. Because he was going to Real Madrid. The reports are the, the French president intervened. Why? Why is his mom his agent? What is going on? And people say, yeah, but what about the Champions League? Okay, look, Kylian Mbappe has 40 goals in 61 games. And only six of those were for Monaco, by the way. So he was already at PSG. Right? So 34 of his goals are at PSG. 40 in 61. Erling Haaland has 33 goals in 25 games in the Champions League. And he's only just got to a premium team now. <laughs> he was at Strasbourg. He was at, he was at Dortmund. And now he's at a premium team. 33 goals in 25 games, 40 in 61 games. So it's not close in the Champions League where Kylian Mbappe has had the best chance. He plays in a one-team league, right, which is the best team, which means he's basically dawdling during the week So he sh or on the weekend. He should be ready for the Champions League all the time. 40 in 61 games. Erling Haaland has 33 in 25. He's the youngest to 30 goals in the history of the tournament. Five goals him, Leo Messi. Maybe you've heard of Leo Messi. Only guys score five goals in a game. Uh, and there's the uh, the guy, I forget, the Brazilian guy for Shakhtar Donetsk. So the stats aren't close. 33 and 25. Mbappe has 40 in 61 Champions League games. 33 goals in 25 games, Erling Haaland. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And scoring goals is the hardest part of the game. Dribbling, always, all that other stuff. Forget it. He's brilliant. He's mature. What I love about Erling Haaland, he's the son of a player. He's really, really mature. There's no maintenance with Erling Haaland. There's all this maintenance. It's constantly something now with Kylian Mbappe. It's constantly something. It's a fired manager. It's this. It's never his fault. I, do you know what I resent in life? I, like, I genuinely, I deeply resent needy people. I cannot have high maintenance people in my life. I just cannot. Like, it is a non-starter for me. He is painful. That's why PSG don't win. He's painful. Neymar's painful. And I bet Leo Messi's going, what on God's green earth is going on? Because what's clear to me is Leo Messi's not the problem. No, he needs a little bit more help now. But he's he just won the World Cup with Argentina, which is the third most difficult tournament. But it's not like at 35, he can't summons it, right? He still brought it at the World Cup. Now, he needed Enzo Fernandez and, and uh, sort of, uh, what's, what's the guy with the most ridiculously British name ever? The guy who plays at Brighton. Anyway, that guy. He needed those guys to lift him up, right? Enzo and the guys lifted him up. But Leo Messi's fine. 
But with these two, he must be thinking, bloody hell, there's a reason I left the one guy. Or there's no way Leo Messi didn't get rid of Neymar. He, he probably said, okay, enough of this guy. Let's let him go. And they went on to win without him. But Leo Messi's used to playing with grown men, Xavi, Puyol, Danny Alves, these great, great men who just take care of business, low maintenance. He must be thinking, what the bloody hell is going on here? I don't want to hear about the argument between Mbappe and Haaland. It's not close. Like, just because the one's flashy, I know tequila and ice cream are amazing. They're the best. But it's empty carbs, and you get a hangover from that. Like, Kylian Mbappe is not good enough to be this much high maintenance. There's only two players, right, alive today that I, I will put up with that drama with. It's Cristiano Ronaldo and Leo Messi. There is nobody, there's nobody alive right now. I wouldn't put up with that drama with Erling Haalanders, because uh, even with Erling Haaland, he's not as good as Leo Messi. He's not as good as Cristiano Ronaldo. Because people are going, oh my goodness, these numbers are unbelievable by Erling Haaland. Leo Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo for a decade rolled out of bed and gave you these numbers, and better actually. Whatever, he might end up on, what, 50 goals this season? That's a regular season for Ronaldo and Messi for a decade. But I love Erling Haaland. He takes care of his business nicely. He lets his agents, right, Minoraola or whoever's taking care of business, they take care of business. It's always clean, isn't it? It's always clean. There's no mess. There's no big talk. Erling Haaland's moved. They move. They take the show on the road. And he plays football. With Mbappe, there's just so much. It's so much, dude. So now, listen, you've got to deal with the person as well. Talent is only so interesting. You have to deal with the person. And that's part of life as well, right? Talent can be amazing. It's like, again, it goes back to the analogy of the supermodel. It, it looks good up front, but oh, the maintenance. Trust me, I've been there. Not supermodel, but model. Oh. In life, be who you can afford to be. Kylian Mbappe is not good enough to be this much drama. And, and by the way, I'm still worried about the injury. If you don't believe me on the France front, what's happened since Blaise Matuidi left? Antoine Griezmann's not the same guy. Oh no. And even then, the World Cup's not that hard. Killian, like, what did we do? World Cup's not that hard. There's like three or four countries that'll always be in the final. It's not like the Champions League. It's not like the English Premier League, where everyone's got money and they can recruit the best talent from around the world. The World Cup's got like three or four teams. We know it's Brazil, Spain, France, and maybe someone else. Germany every now and then, but Germany are a shambles. It's always the same teams. The World Cup's not that hard. And when the grown men left, what happened? No N'Golo Kante. No Blaise Matuidi. Antoine Griezmann falls off. Killian, take us to the promised land. Oh no. It's drama. For, for me, it's not close, by the way. It is not close. Erling Haaland, like, it's not even like by a mile. It's just not a conversation. It's Erling Haaland. It's Erling Haaland. And the thing about it is, the way to predict the future is to look at the past. If Mbappe is drama now, you just wait until he's 25, 26, and then he's rich. Because he's, he's quite rich now. He'll be wealthy at 25. And let me tell you something about guys. Let me tell you about guys. I don't know about women. I don't want to speak for women. It's not that time. 
and I'm not a woman, or I don't identify as one at, at the moment at least. When you pay guys, you affirm their behavior. PSG paid him, and they'll pay him again because the French president stepped in for whatever reason on the Real Madrid move. I don't know what happened there. Take from that what you will. But the thing about guys is when you pay them, you affirm their behavior. So what PSG are saying, all the drama, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's fine. You're right. We'll fire more coaches. Oh, don't worry about not winning the Champions League and choking five, six times. We'll pay you more money. Erling Haaland, it's been so clean. Such a nice transition. They love him, and you can see they love him. You can see it a mile away. They love him at City. The players love him. The manager loves him. And he's all in. He's a pro. No problems. You don't hear from agents. You don't hear from the French president stepping in. Oh, what are we doing? His dad, not his agent. He's with him. He's part of the crew. He's not. He's a professional. He's a professional. And listen, don't confuse this because I, I had a conversation with somebody a while ago about professional etiquette. Just because you get paid to do something doesn't mean you're a professional. Just because something is your profession, it doesn't mean you exercise professional behavior. Just want to be very clear on that. Kylian Mbappe is just talented. He's not the guy. I, I wish I could say differently because I like the talent. But talent is not enough. It is nowhere near enough. And PSG are never going to win the Champions League, by the way. Not with him as the center. He's chaos. Your mom as your agent, are you... You're laughing. A friend of mine, Rogan Hill, says, you're laughing, mate. You are laughing. And even the numbers tell you. I mean, Mbappe, with Thiago Silva, and Neymar, and Dani Alves, and Di Maria, and Verratti, and Cavani, and he still failed to deliver, and he plays in a joke league. I mean, it's basically the PSL of Europe. I, I, honestly, I think the Portuguese league might be tighter. Because at least Benfica are in the mix there, right? Benfica, Sporting, Porto. It's a bit of a thing. I don't know how it's doing now. I don't watch the Portuguese league. But you know what I mean. There's only PSG. PSG are more dominant than Bayern Munich. The gap between one and two of the top five leagues in Europe isn't wider in any other league. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And I don't think Bappe will ever move. Um, so I tell you what, we'll never actually know how good he is. Because the Champions League is not a measure of how good you are. The league is 38 games a season against the very best. Erling Haaland's shown now. He's the guy. He's the guy. No drama, no problems. Just goals and records. And no fuss, no drama. Oh, man. I tell you what, I would pay to have more people in my life with no drama. Because people are just, uh, hey, are you kidding me? So it's not close. MKT at the MKT show. Let me know, Haaland or Mbappe. Love to hear what you think. Because I know that's a hot topic right now. It's divisive. It's divisive. I see what I see. I see what I see, and it's not Kylian Mbappe, it's Erling Haaland. And by the way, listen to shows from about two years ago on the show. I said Erling Haaland then. Because the thing about dudes, right? And I know you're not allowed to be a dude anymore. Everyone has to be in a mixed race relationship and identify and have colorful hair and be so sensitive. Like, whatever. I'm, I'm just a dude. 
you know, I like to think I'm half decent as a human being. So, but at my very core, I'm a bit of a numbskull. Like I'm just a dude who likes to hang out with the dudes and watch football and talk rugby. Like I'm, I'm not a smart person. So you'll forgive me if I'm not this enlightened being that everyone seems to be in 2023 on the internet. But it matters to dudes that you're a dude. And that's the problem at PSG is everyone thinks they're above it. No one's, no one can unite them. I think that's why Tiago Silva got out of there. Kind of Marquinhos is your captain. Get serious. Kimpembe, are you joking? Are, are you kidding me? And Mbappe needs to be the leader. This is why, you know, we make this mistake in life. We presume because somebody's talented, they're a leader. It's not how it works. Let me tell you something. In boarding school, one thing I learned is that the alphas will always rise to the front. And it's not the most talented people. And the, you're either that dude or you're not. And as dudes, especially like rugby is quite a good sport to, to get men in line or young men in line at least. We fell behind. I'll, I'll never forget um, this big derby game. It's raining, and we were we were winning. I think fourteen nine. I can't remember what the score was, but we had a final move, um, and the guy that the coaches had chosen as captain came to give us an instruction, and I I will never forget because I was this guy. I told him be quiet, and I went to another guy who we all knew was our captain. Actually, like the coaches, you, thing is you can't tell sportsmen who the leader is. Doesn't matter who the captain is. I told him, be quiet. And I'm not saying this to be cool or whatever. I went to him and I said, I literally said, shut up. You, you tell us, what are we doing? And everybody was in because we knew who our captain was. You can't lie to players. You can lie to the world and do PR crap. But with players, players know. Men, I don't want to speak for women again, but men know. We know who the alpha dogs are. In your friendship circles, in your whatever, it's not something that's spoken. It's, it's called an intangible in, in sort of psychology. It's an intangible sort of part of psychology is there are alphas and there are betas. They just are. But you can't fake that. Kylian Mbappe is not an alpha. He's just very, very talented. <laughs> He's very, very talented. Be very, very careful of making your leadership your most talented people just because they're talented. You can't tell people who to follow. You can't. You cannot make leaders. Leaders are born. I, I, I just believe that, especially for dudes. You're either that guy or you're not. And Mbappe is not that guy. Erling Haaland is that guy. Listen, go and look at the Man City celebrations. Go and look at everything that's happening there. And there's big pressure at Man City. Kylian Mbappe is under no pressure. He's not the captain. They've gotten everything for him. They've got Neymar now. They've got messy now they got they had Paredes and these guys to do the dirty work they've got Verratti they've got all those guys they've got Donnarumma now so he doesn't need to do any of the important PR stuff the leadership stuff still not delivering Erling Haaland is at probably the highest pressure situation in the world right now the most demanding coach in the world probably the most demanding ownership in the world because TikTok we need to win the Champions League pep because it's time Erling Haaland, no problem. Breaking all the records. And they love him. You can't force dudes to follow other men. Anyway, in this rugby match that I was telling you about, we, we ended up calling the right defensive move and we won the game. And like, no one said anything. And the guy who was our captain, he knew as well. The thing is, he knew as well. Everyone knew that that's the coach's captain, but that's our captain. 
And that wasn't the only occasion. I'm, I'm giving you an example where I spoke up. But there was lots of occasions when, and we were good. So we would go to this guy like, bro, what are we doing now? You tell us. And it wasn't awkward because you can't tell dudes who to follow. Like we knew who the guy was. The PSG guys don't respect Neymar. It's clear for me to see. They will not follow him. He's talented. He's not the leader. Love to know what you think. MKT at the MKTshow.com. Let me know your opinion. MKT inspires on the socials. Hope you have a good week. Hope you have a good week. I'm hoping to have a good week myself. All right. Have a good Monday. Have a good rest of your Monday. Hope whatever uh, is cracking in your world this week is amazing. Be loved. Be safe. Um, Stop putting weddings on Champions League final days, please. Like the Champions League schedule comes out before the season. Please tell your wife, if you're, or, or husband, if you're like, or, or whatever, sorry, women, marrying women, whatever, tell your partner, whatever it is. Got to be careful, it's 2023. People can marry whoever they want, and rightfully so. Please tell your partner that the Champions League schedule comes out before the season. Just tell them, like, it's not an unreasonable thing to think, oh, okay, let's say 40% of the wedding is are football fans, right? Like, in my friendship circle, 98% of the guys are football fans. It's not unreasonable to say, let's just delay the wedding by a week. It, like, it's not going to change the price so much. They're both going to be in and around that May, June. It's cold anyway in the Southern Hemisphere. Got a wedding invitation on, on Champions League, on the Champions League Saturday. Yeah, I'm thinking about whether I should go or not. Like, honestly, it's, it's once a year. The Champions League once a year. It's not, it's not crazy of me to say, mm, I don't know about that. But be loved anyway. But don't put weddings on the Champions League final weekend. Because it comes out like eight months before your wedding. It comes out last, at the end of last season, basically, coming into the new season, the fixtures come out. We know when the, <laughs> we know where the next, next year's city is going to be already. I think they've done the like, next three Champions League draws. So, to people who plan weddings on, like, FA Cup final, Champions League, rugby, this year's the Rugby World Cup final in rugby, Right? Well, don't know what other sport it could be. Don't have your wedding for the Rugby World Cup final. Don't have it on that day. Like, okay, so because it, it doesn't matter if the Springboks or New Zealand aren't in it. It's a bad decision to put on that day. Why do you make people choose? The schedule, was that, that for, the schedule for that one is out four years ago. So I'm just saying, be loved. But I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't be ranting about people getting married. It's a, it's a wonderful thing, you know. Like, I don't know. But for, hey, listen, you're taking a bit of a chance as well. Half the people in the world are getting divorced who get married. So it's a bit of a gamble anyway. And also, at this rate, you'll probably have another wedding, right? So, like, stop getting a, it's a once in a lifetime. It's probably not. There's, there's a 50% chance you're going to have another one. If you're the type to get married once, you're probably going to get married again. Don't put on a Champions League night. Maybe you deserve the divorce. People say that's a bit harsh, but... I'm feeling emotional about it right now. Because I want to go to this wedding, but 
Blood yeah. Blood yeah. Like, don't put it on the Super Bowl. It's Valentine's weekend. We know that every year. Anywho. Sort of let that off my chest. <laughs> Having a good one. Uh, looking forward to some 100 milers, 100k this year. We'll talk a bit more. Hey, if you want some running advice, uh, I've been doing it for 10 years now, so I know a thing or two, especially about getting started. People often ask me, what is it about getting started? I'll give you a little hint. I say the same thing to everyone at the beginning. Emotional discipline. That's first. Work on that. Don't worry about the exercise. That's the easy part. Emotional discipline. So don't eat because you're happy or sad. Don't drink because you're happy or sad. Have your goals. Stick to them. That's what I say. Listen, that's my playbook for everyone. The the, the exercise is the easy part. And and the only reason I'm mentioning this, to be honest, is I I got two or three messages uh, of people reaching out in the week, sliding in the DMs, asking about exercise, wanting to do a little bit better. And I said, start with emotional discipline. That's what I did. And it took me three or four years to get the emotional discipline right. So I don't go to my vices when I'm upset or anxious or or angry or or happy. And I got that playbook from my father. My father is always a 6 out of 10. He doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. My mother's very much the same. She, my mother's quite an emotional person. But generally when she wants to make big decisions, and if you want to make big decisions, you've got to be at like a 6 out of 10, right? You've got to turn the noise down in your personal life. Listen, I haven't been so good at making career decisions. I want to be honest, I think. But I've been, I'm very good at looking after my personal space. I don't, let, I don't let many people into my personal space because I, I like the silence to sort of be at a 6 out of 10 emotionally. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Bad day, good day. Doesn't matter. I'm at a 6. What did I say I was going to do for myself? And then the rest is easy from there. It's easy to say, but it took me three years to get right. At least three years, three or four years. So if you're looking for running advice, health advice, emotional discipline and then diet and then the rest but emotional discipline start with that one don't let people uh control your happiness it's it's tough your boss if your boss is a bastard or your girlfriend or your boyfriend have an annoying mom or dad or younger brother i know we're human we're human listen i'm not saying i'm perfect at it i'm not but i'm quite good at wow that upsets me but i really have a big decision to make I'm still going to exercise in the morning because that's my ethos. So take from that what you will. But ask me questions. I'd love to answer some questions. Because I, I, Also, one thing I realized, I got a, I got a beautiful message. I uh, realized how lonely people are. One thing I, I don't do is get lonely because I'm quite hyperactive. So I do stuff like all the time, you know. If I'm not running, I'm reading. I'm, if I'm not reading, I'm, you know, like whatever. If you want some advice on books to read that I, I like that help me, I like a lot of philosophy, science, self-help stuff. That's what I read. Oh, and sport. Put sport in there. So that's four. Like I don't really like biographies, but I like history a lot as well. So ask me all this stuff. I have strong opinions. I, I, I don't care about being wrong. I will have strong opinions. All right, MKT Show. Mbappe, Haaland, Antonio Conte. MKT at the MKT show. If you want to email me, whatever your thoughts may be, please leave some uh, feedback on the podcast. Go ahead and leave some feedback on the podcast. Um, wh- wherever you listen to your podcast. Pocket Cast is the only place to listen if you've got an Android phone. Don't know about Apple. Never get an Apple phone in my life. I got a sweet Samsung. Oh my goodness. I got an S22 Ultra. 
I've got a story for you about the S23 Ultra coming out four days after I got the S22. Lady at MTN, why didn't you tell me? I could have just waited four days and had the same, the new version. Apparently it's the same thing though. Anyway, oh, S22 Ultra. It's not a cell phone, it's a way of life. MKT show.